John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Math. Yo, if you love math, I salute you, but math should be an elective. <laughs> like, you should choose to take that shit. Because people understand, that's the only subject you're introduced to problems. You just got there, and you got problems. Gym you play, art you draw, signs you discover, math is like, solve this fucking problem. You done with that, here's another problem. You done with that, these are all problems. <laughs> you like, I'm six years old, I just got here. Why do I have all these problems? What did I do? They asking why the kids are depressed. Math, nigga, that's why. <laughs> Math. It's the first time you introduced the stress and anxiety at six. What? <laughs> we all been there, man. You remember those equations? <laughs> you got nine apples and Dustin takes away two and Mike has three and Will has four. How many apples do you have left? Who are these people taking on my apples? <laughs> I don't know them, I'm six, I just got here. And you got the cast of Stranger Things eating my food? Dustin doesn't even have teeth. Why does he want my apple? That was Nori Davis from Comedy Central stand-up featuring... I hosted that show, and uh, he, he murdered that whole set. You can see the whole thing on, on Comedy Central stand-up YouTube, where you can see all kinds of good stuff, like hour-long specials for free, so go do it. Um, like I said, free, no password, none of that stuff, on Comedy Central stand-up YouTube page. And I'm Tom Takar. This is stand-up on Comedy Central... And uh, we got a great show for you today. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, uh, I'm joined, as always, by producer extraordinaire Coach T. How are you, Coach? I'm doing well. How, how are you doing, Tom? I'm pretty good, man. I'm back in New York. Crazy. It's weird. Crazy. What are you doing over there? I'm living it up, man. I, it's so funny. It's like I, New York from afar seems like a, like a horror film, you know? It seems so scary, uh, like... Corona and like it, it just seems really wild out here. Like no matter what you do, you're in danger or something from the media. But you know, it's honestly great. I love it. I I got my cats here. Uh, it's it's just nice to be in my home. You know, have uh, my own fridge, be able to put whatever I want in it. You know, yeah. It's so- there's it's the little things that you don't appreciate when you uh, when you're staying with family for a long time. Not that it, it was great to stay with family. Don't get me wrong, but it is nice. <laughs> It is very nice to uh, to be home. <laughs> uh, yeah, how's how's LA doing? Uh, it's 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 still good. Like you go outside, everything is good. But when you turn on your phone and look at Twitter, it's it's a wreck. But uh, I I think I'm about to do it. I think I'm about to delete Twitter off my phone. It's getting cra- it's getting crazy. 
it's every day it's more people getting canceled and i'm trying to just stay out of it now because oh, i don't yeah, even, there is a new cancellation i, I don't even want to talk about it <laughs> and, uh, you know what's crazy is i'm not even going to say when we're recording this we could be talking about anybody it's, that's, that's it's how it so rolls, many right? every day it's new people and i just don't feel like even getting into it uh it's it's a scary. Uh, it's uh, Twitter is bleak as hell, and the wolves are eating each other now. And it's uh, it's it's pretty crazy. And I yeah, I, I don't like being on it right now. It's uh, it's very negative. But I appreciate all the you know I appreciate the usefulness of Twitter, and that that's where I get a lot of my news from. Yeah. And it's it's good for that. But comedy Twitter is crazy right now. Maybe we could redefine Twitter. Uh, you know, so everyone that's listening who's looking for happy tweets and, and non negativity, follow Tom and I. Yeah, you know? I'm, I try to tweet uh, mostly just jokes and uh, and retweet funny stuff. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Or yeah. you know what? If you have something happy, tweet it at me and Coach. You're on Twitter, right, Coach? I'm like new to Twitter. And yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. fucking with it heavy. There's some sad shit on there, but I, I do like interacting with people. I'm at coach underscore TEA. Uh, it's very interesting to like the shit that gets said out there and defend it. It's insane to me. Uh, somebody asked about your how they can find you. That's why I asked you to promote your little Twitter there because I, I want people to be able to, so, to uh, get a hold of coach. Hey, a couple people have found me and it has warmed my heart. I love it. I it love has, it. it. The it, people it, who it, listen to the show are so nice. I, I really appreciate uh, all the messages we get. And yeah. same with uh, DMs and stuff. Uh, I'm going to read one of those today that will inform a segment later. I got an email. Uh, let me let me pull this email up here because uh, it was uh, I, I really liked it. It was uh, from Priyana. Priyana said, hey, Tom uh, slash coach, uh, I've been loving the podcast lately, and I was hoping to request some South Asian comedians that y'all might have access to, specifically folks like Hari Kanabalu and Aparna Nancherla. And I was already on the look for some Aparna uh, that I wanted to play on the show. I love Aparna. I love Hari. And um, I decided to pick a little clip from Aparna that I, I really love from her Comedy Central half hour. And the other clip I got for you this uh, beautiful afternoon is from my buddy Langston Kerman. And this is also from his Comedy Central Half Hour. So here is Aparna Nanchirla and Langston Kerman. Last summer, I got catcalled, uh, which is not, you know, a cause for celebration, but I'm just not someone who gets catcalled a lot. I'm not sad about it, but I was thinking why that might be the case. I think uh, some of it might be that a lot of times I'll wear an astronaut helmet around the city. <laughs> that definitely hurts my numbers. I also think it's like my general energy when I walk around, like my vibe is a little bit like, are you my mother? Like, that is, that is the message I'm putting out into the universe. You know, it's like a hint of orphan. So, cat callers are usually like, eh, she's already scared, we'll get the next one. <laughs> Whatever their inner monologue is. I'm sure it's darker than that. <laughs> but yeah, I got cat called last summer, and it was weird just because of how elaborate it was. Like, there was a guy sitting a couple stoops down from the building I live in, and we don't normally have cat callers on my block, so it was like already a special day. 
And then I realized later he didn't even live on my block, which made me think like, is catcalling like jury duty? Where you just get an address in the mail and that's your assignment? Or he's like, we just gotta make sure women feel objectified fairly over all the you know, different neighborhoods. So every four years you're like, okay, civic duty fulfilled. So anyway, he was sitting there. I wasn't expecting anything. I walked by him and then he just goes, hey sweetie, look at you looking all beautiful and shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like classic line. You can't argue with it. Um, hitting all the bases. It's like time tested, mother not approved. <laughs> I didn't say anything, like I didn't know how to react. Like I have barely developed a script for when people I know are like, hey Aparna, how's it going? <laughs> so it's like anything outside of that. It's like, I can't, I'm not ready. I'll never be ready. So I walk by him and then he keeps talking to me. He's just like, oh, I see you. I was like, okay, great. Um, I think that's the baseline of what we've established here. We both see each other, thank you for naming it. And then I keep walking and he's just like, there you go. I was like, is he just gonna keep narrating my day? Very unimaginatively. And then I walked another block, he was still yelling at me. I couldn't even hear him at this point. I turned around, he was kind of waving his arms. I was like, you know what? Maybe he's just workshopping today, you know? <laughs> It's not even what he's saying, it's just he's trying to run some new angles, keeping his game sharp. And then I had coffee with a friend, I was gone maybe an hour, I turned around, came back, he was sitting in the exact same place. I was like, great, this is my nightmare. Uh, maybe he won't say anything. I walked by him again and he just goes, skinny bones, is that you? Which, you know, was such a departure from his previous work. <laughs> it was like a total genre shift. It was like while I was gone, he had moved into a new period as an artist. <laughs> that it totally caught me off guard. And my first impulse was to laugh, but I was like, no, you can't give him anything. Even though I will be honest, he did make my college eating disorder blush. You know, I was like, thank you. It's too much, please. No. Uh, <laughs> I was like, nope, and I sort of scurried by him, and then he was just like, skinny bones. <laughs> like, we had this shared history that I wasn't acknowledging. He was like, you remember me, we go back at least 45 minutes. Don't deny your roots. And then I was just like, nope, 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 and I sort of like ran, walked up the steps to my apartment. As I went in the door, I just heard one last sad, resigned, skinny bones. <laughs> It was like a full arc, you know, as a character. I was like, we all went on a journey down that block, emotionally. I've also, um, I've also been getting into the internet. I don't know if you guys have been. It's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, I got my AOL CD, I'm finally on there, but... The internet is tricky. I feel like you click on a link, and then you wake up five years later with a beard, and you're like, what happened? My latest Achilles heel on the internet is list articles. Uh, listicles, I believe, is the time-saving term. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them, but it, the whole point, they're known as clickbait. Like, the whole point is just to get you to click on the link. They just want those hits. And there's a lot of sites that specialize in them. There's like BuzzFeed, HuffPo, Third Sight is doing great work. Uh, <laughs> 
But, you know, at first they started out normal in terms of being enticing. Like, a typical one might be something like 12 actresses before they were famous. You'd be like, oh, well, I'm not famous. Let's relate. (laughs) Or it'd be like, 37 puppies, so cute, you'll be mad. And you're like, I'm already mad. Bring it on. (laughs) And then I feel like they ran out of all the normal ones and they slowly started getting weirder because they have to put up like 70,000 a day. It's a valuable job. So you, you would start getting ones that were a little odd, like 51 burritos without makeup. <laughs> Guess there has to be some airbrushing involved. Or it'd be like 300 ways to prove you're real. <laughs> Am I real? Better check a hundred of those. I can't wait till they run out of all the weird ones and it just comes back full circle to mundane again. And it's just like, the Ten Commandments! (laughs) Guess I need a refresher. Or just like, two birds. Is that even a list? Mad again. Still have to look. I like Canada. They're doing some progressive shit in Canada. I saw a white woman washing windows. Do you know what I mean? Do you understand how exciting that was for me? Just walking past like, oh shit, y'all do that? I know you had those muscles. (laughs) It blew my mind. A part of me wanted to run up to her and be like, hey, white girl. Yous can be free. (laughs) You can be free, white girl. You ain't got to live like this no more. In America, there are vintage furniture stores as far as the eye can see. You can bring your dog inside of restaurants. Just ruin people's meal with pet dander and privilege. (laughs) Listen, white girl, listen to me, listen to me. Free yourself, free yourself. Find the North Star and then walk backwards (laughs) to freedom. Get on that above ground railroad. It's just a regular train. It's a reasonably priced train. (laughs) I just want a white slave so bad. I do, I just want one of y'all singing slave hymnals, you know what I mean? Just like, wait in the water. Wait in the water, Karen. Wait in the water. Karen gon' send back the water. This isn't Pellegrino water. She specifically asked for Pellegrino water. <laughs> this is what my comedy's like. I, I don't know, it's tight, man. I used to live with a white woman. That was pretty cool. I did. I, li- I lived with a white woman for like a year and it was beautiful. We like really like learned so much about each other and shared this really beautiful bond. I should be clear, we weren't having sex. I know the law. But like, <laughs> we were roommates. It was tight, man. I, I really learned. My white woman, she, was, she believed in ghosts. I call her my white woman because I own her, right? Y'all don't want her back. I was playing too much DMX in the house. She's ruined. 
that's not good. My white woman believed in ghosts. Any of y'all do that? Any of you nice white ladies believe in ghosts? Yeah, some of you, you do. Okay, cool. Why? <laughs> Why do you do that? Do you, have you ever seen a ghost? No, never once in your life. So you just want to be scared when you're chitting and stuff. <laughs> you just want to be a little nervous when you're cooking dinner and all that. My, she was like you. She actively believed that ghosts exist. And one time she woke me up middle of the night. She came to my room to tell me she thinks our apartment is haunted because she could hear sounds in the walls. We lived in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> she came, oh my God, Langston, I think we have ghosts. I can hear them in the walls. To which I replied, hush. Hush, hey, what do you need? What do you need, almond butter, duvet covers? Hush. We don't have ghosts. Look at our neighbor. Look where we live. There's no ghosts. We're just poor. <laughs> That's a sweet sound of poverty, baby girl. That's not a ghost rattling his chains. That's a crackhead having sex with a shopping cart. That's how they procreate. That's why every crackhead has a shopping cart. They're life partners. Right? With this ringworm, I be wed. <laughs> I do think that's the best part about being a white woman. I'll say that. I do. I think that's, you guys get to believe in ghosts, and that's really nice. I don't get to believe. You know how silly I'd be to be like, yo, there's ghosts in here. Like, <laughs> I have a hard enough time convincing my black friends we could shop at the Gap. <laughs> at the Gap, mother I can't shop at the Gap. I look like Ross from Friends. Oh, you just want me to dance in a goddamn... Let me tell you something. They gave my brother 10 years for dancing in a fountain. Said he ruined all those wishes. Contaminated the water. Black people don't get to believe in shit. We don't get to be whimsical like y'all. We don't get to use our imaginations or nothing. This is how f***ed up America is. We, black people don't even get to believe in police brutality. I knew this wasn't gonna be fun no more. <laughs> we don't. All these years we've been screaming, the police, they're killing us, they're, they're murdering, they're doing unfair. We just want it to be fair. And white people are like, no! No, hey, stop it, shut up! The police are our friends. Sh yeah, shut, hey, sure, he shot you, but you wiggled. You shouldn't have wiggled. You're a wiggler. You're a dirty, rotten wiggler. <laughs> A no good welfare wiggler. And then one white lady's like, I think I have a ghost in my apartment. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but my salad bowl was over here and now it's over here. <laughs> and all of white America's like, we believe you. <laughs> we believe every word. The world is filled with possibility. It's a tough time in America right now, man. Everybody's, you know, very tense. And I don't have any, like, crazy insights or anything. I'll say this. If we learned anything from the past election, I think is that white people sure know how to keep a secret. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, you guys did a number on us. And I don't know if y'all had a group chat or, like, <laughs> if that's what y'all talk about at West Elm, but my goodness. My God, was this the first year where we kind of thought we were on the same page? Like, as if we were like, well, we're not, we're not gonna make him the president, right? 
you're not going to be in charge of everything, right? You're not going to be the president of the United States. And then as soon as that voter booth went up, as soon as like that divider went into place, y'all were like, mm-mm-mm. <laughs> I like his hair. <laughs> I've liked his hair this whole time. I know I said I didn't like it, but I like it, Jamal. <laughs> Dumbass Jamal. <laughs> Find things that make you happy, man. I think that's the key. I'm in, I'm in love. I got a girlfriend. She's tight. Yeah. This is great, man. We just moved to Los Angeles together. We were living long distance before this, which is tough. Anybody doing long distance relationships? Anybody doing? Yeah. It's hard, right? She was in Baltimore. I was in New York. So it was like three hours. And it's tough, man. It's hard to make someone feel sexy from a distance. Because sex is present, it's now, it's right in front of you. There's nothing you can do to replicate. I can't like be on the phone like, ha ha, yeah girl. I'm gonna tear that ass up in two to three weeks time. <laughs> Woo, I hope you getting wet, girl. And then I hope you store that wet. <laughs> Maybe put it in some Tupperware or on ice. I get to it. <laughs> Ooh, what am I gonna do to you, girl? What am I gonna do to you? Well, first of all, I'm gonna take a Chinatown bus. That's right, the illegal one. <laughs> I'm gonna ride that for about six to eight hours, even though it should only take three. Ooh, and the whole time I'm on that bus, girl, I said the whole time I'm on that bus, I'm gonna be sitting next to an old Asian man holding a live rooster. <laughs> Why is the bird on that bus? It's hard to say, girl. Tell you this, that rooster is not happy about it. And baby, 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 sweetheart, little mama, when I finally make it to Baltimore, I said, when I finally make it to where you live, <laughs> I'm probably going to be too tired to have sex with you. <laughs> it has been a long day. <laughs> Would you like to fall asleep watching prison shows? <laughs> this is hard. My, my girlfriend's mom is single. She's dating at 60, and that's hard, right? And that's not, like, funny. You laugh because you're an asshole, but, like... <laughs> You're not a good dude. I can see that now. <laughs> I liked you at first, but now you're just a monster. <laughs> she is. She's dating, and so we, we care. We love her, right? So to help her, we made her an OkCupid account. Right. It didn't help at all. But I'll say this. It has been the thrill of my life. I got her passwords. I read every note that she writes and everyone that comes back. I love how older people talk to each other, man. I do. Like online, it's so charming because they're so raw and honest in a way that we as young people don't know how to be because we're presenting. They don't give a f right? So the websites will say like, hey, list 10 fun facts about yourself and we'll help you find that. Sp and they, they just list the first 10 facts that pop into their head. So for, it'll be like construction worker, lonely, hemorrhoids, like that's it. <laughs> Love me. <laughs> Every older person's profile reads like this unwavering stream of consciousness. Do you know what I mean? Just like an old man yelling into the wind like, hello. Hello. I am Fedora Daddy 1978. I'm a divorced father of three, but don't worry. My kids don't call me anymore. <laughs> I was recently fired from my job for only knowing how to type with one finger. I'll let you guess which finger. <laughs> I'm looking for that special someone who can love me 
and help me figure out if my milk is expired. <laughs> how can you tell? I tried sniffing it, but that's how they get you. <laughs> Call me on my email. I'll be here anytime, day or night. I don't sleep much as I'm very worried my son might be a homosexual. How can you tell? I tried sniffing the boy, but that's how they get you. P.S. No fatties. That was Aparna Nancherla and Langston Kerman. I love those clips. Aparna talking about catcalling and somebody workshopping their catcalls is very funny to me. And Langston, Langston is uh, one of my favorite comics to watch. And I, I think the first time I saw him was maybe going into Montreal or coming out or, or maybe right before it. Uh, and his voice is so unique because he, I'm pretty sure he was a beat poet before, and you can tell he has just a really unique voice and style as does Aparna but uh yeah you can tell he comes from a poetry world because his diction is is really uh cre- he's very creative and um yeah. I, I just love hearing him talk yeah. I don't know if I agree with him about ghosts though do you believe in ghosts coach I don't fuck with I don't think they exist man you don't think they exist I can't I I hate to say it out loud because I think that might be politicized it's very sensitive <laughs> in 2020 I just haven't seen it the evidence really isn't there that's fair I don't think I believe in them either here's my theory on ghosts is I think they're fun I think that they're I think that they're like a fun thing to believe in and I honestly this is a bit of mine but I think that ghosts are for poor people because mm. Because rich people have, like, skydiving and shit to scare them, and they can afford oh. to go to scary movies. But but poor people have to be like, maybe the air is scary. Let's be scared of some free <laughs> shit, you know? It's, yeah. <laughs> I, I, my, my family believes in ghosts pretty hardcore. Uh my my grandma's house was haunted and stuff. I I don't know, man. I I, I think they could they could I be think, real. <laughs> I I think I like I'm protesting the, the thought of being a ghost because life is so challenging that when I'm dead I just want to sleep. Like I don't want to have the option <laughs> to go hunt people. That's too that much. would suck to like you have a whole list of people you got to go hunt like, what like the haunt hell? and uh, yeah that would uh, but that could be fun too. But I think it would get old. I think it would be like being anonymous on Twitter, where like if you say something that like really uh, like if somebody anonymous hits me on Twitter with something bad and it hurts my feelings. They, they don't really get the credit for it, though. And if you're a ghost and you scare the shit out of me, I'm like, yeah, but maybe that was just the fan breaking. And they're like, damn it. I really thought oh, that was going to do They're disgruntled. Yeah, I, th- I imagine. I think if I'm a ghost, I'm going to be disgruntled. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm going to be old and not understand the world. I'm going to be like, what are these kids doing these days? <laughs> <laughs> or, or you're going to be envious because there's like, flights are only $3. What the hell is going on? <laughs> That'll be true. I'll just be like, uh, just talking to myself, like back in my day, you had to to be pre-checked to get on the plane this fast. And then the the other comic you had, you say, you say comics names that are difficult. So good. Can you say her name again? That's Aparna Nancherla. And she is just an incredible, incredible comic. She's a superstar. I mean, yeah. How come I I recognize people? What's that? How come I recognize her? So, I mean, she's, she's on TV a lot. She, um, she's in the show, 
uh, corporate. Uh, she's in. Uh, what else is have oh, I seen her cor- in recently? She oh she was in Crashing, uh, Pete, Pete Holmes show a lot. Oh, she was she's, on Corporate with Jake Weiss on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that show. That show. So, that's where I yeah, recognize her from. She's a main. She's a main character in that, and then she's also a voice in BoJack Horseman, which a lot of people know her from. And she's just one of the best comics. She's uh, she's super super funny. Uh, I remember the first time I saw her was uh, I believe Last Comic Standing. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's right. And I was just blown away. I, I had heard her on podcasts, and I was like, man, she's just such a tight joke writer, and just really funny. She has a super unique voice, um, like j- like most of the people I, I like to play on this show. Um, you're not going to hear a lot of uh, people without <laughs> unique voices, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but no, she. I. I just really find her voice to be delightful, and it's. I just think she's. She's super funny, and like I said, check her out in BoJack Horseman. She's got multiple uh, specials out. She hosts the show Butter Boy at Littlefield alongside uh, Maeve Higgins and Joe Firestone, and it's. It's a weekly show. I, I think they're still doing it online until we're back uh, doing live shows. But it's one of the best shows in Brooklyn. It's pretty cheap. You can go to it. It's it's a really hot uh, lineup every time they do it. So if you're if you're in the Brooklyn area, go check that out. But I wanted to get to something we had to trim from another episode. Okay. But uh, I wanted to get to this DM that I got a few weeks ago. I got uh, an, an a message on Instagram from this kid who I, I really appreciated, um, and we we had to cut it for time because it was uh, an episode we went a little long on. But uh, I, I, he gave me a good idea for something I want to start doing on the show. Uh, it's This kid's name is Elijah uh, Groves, and he says, Hey, Mr. Takar, uh, which I, I really appreciate. Nobody calls me Mr. Takar. Uh, it feels like I'm a teacher. He said, uh, I also want to do stand-up someday. So in the future, if you could dedicate four or five minutes an episode to advising aspiring comedians, that would be amazing. Keep up what you're doing and stay safe. So I think that's a good idea, but I'm not going to do it every episode and I'm not going to do four or five minutes. I think it's, it's not a bad idea to give a couple comedy tips out and I'm only going to do it for a couple minutes, uh, when I, when I feel like it each, each, each week. But I think this kid's like in high school or something. And I, I really appreciate somebody being hungry to do stand up. I know that everybody who listens to this show has no interest in, or I know that not everybody has interest in doing stand up who listens to the show. So I'm not going to dedicate too much time to it. But here's my tip for today. Um, I, if you want to start doing stand-up comedy, and it sounds like he's someone who hasn't done it before. So this is for people who have never done it. And my tip is don't overthink your first time. Spend Corona time writing. Get a set down. Get a five-minute set down. Write out a five-minute set. Practice it in the mirror. Do it as much as you can. Uh, but by the time COVID is over, get your ass on a stage because there's no use putting it off. I think a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to do it as soon as I get this set perfect. There is no perfect set, especially for your first time. You're going to be bad. Even if it goes well, you're bad. It's just how it works. Everybody's bad when they start. And you might move faster than some people, but you're, you're still going to be not great when you first start. So there's no point in putting it off. There's none. You should just do it as soon as you want to do it. The first time I did it, I was so scared of doing it, and I put my name on a list because I knew then I would have to do it. And having that time, that deadline to get something done pushes you. So my advice is do not 
waste your time uh, thinking about doing it. Just do it. Um, so, so, Tom. So, yes. Uh, I wasn't listening. Are you, are you talking about losing your virginity? or? or <laughs> the My advice, advice very is similar. lose your virginity <laughs> as fast as possible. Don't think about it. Just do it. Just Put do your name it on the hat. You're going to be bad. You're it gonna is gonna be bad. <laughs> so many comedians, their first joke is, this is a lot like my first time having sex because it lasts three minutes and uh, there's uh, going to jizz on my face or whatever. Hey. It's, it's always something like that. Hey. <laughs> so here's my advice. Don't do that joke. <laughs> I, everybody does it and it sucks. So um, uh, it is a nice icebreaker, I guess. But uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, that is that is my tip of the week. I don't know if we're going to do this weekly, but uh, it's fun to have segments on the show. Tip and, uh, of this week. That's a good one. Yeah. The tip of this week. Um, so she's got to re- So I'm going to pretend like I'm the guy who wants to, to do stand up. You're saying that I shouldn't overthink it right a little bit, but I have to sign myself up so that I'm committed so that I don't back out. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like the, like I said, the fir- the first time I did it, I remember having this thought of like, oh, if I don't sign up right now, what is different from today to next week? What is the difference? There is none. Oh, I'm gonna write for the next week straight. Bullshit. Like, I, there's no way that I'll be any more prepared next week than I am this week because I've never been on stage before. So knowing that my name was on a list somewhere added this level of pressure and i had knots in my stomach for weeks about it because i had to sign up like a month in advance Mm. this was back when there was i started back in the 30s when there was two open mics (laughs) in the country and you had to walk there and um in the snow exactly and it was always snowing back then it was the ice age uh and you had to you had to walk uh to to kansas to to get one open mic and if you got montreal uh you had to ride a dinosaur to it, and <laughs> the dinosaur, you couldn't have a DUI with your dinosaur, or else they wouldn't let you into Canada. These are facts. Um, it, but yeah, I, I, wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't sign up and made myself do it. So that is, I think that that's the best advice I could give somebody is, for your first time, just do it. It's funny, man. My mom wants to try stand-up. Really? This is this is totally true. My mom listens to the show and she is very funny and I want her to do it, but she keeps putting it off and it is bad timing and I don't want her to do it in the age of corona. But I want her to do it and it's but I would tell anybody, you just have to put your name on a list and then you'll have to do it. And you can check that box off. It's mm. for some people it's like a thing they've always wanted to do it and they no matter what age you are, just, you can still do it. It's it's never too late. But as if you're if you're young, it's also never too early. I don't think because I mean I don't like I will say I don't really like when there's like a nine year old on the show oh, <laughs> because yeah. it just feels like when someone's parent makes them do stand up. Yeah, because uh, it mean, it doesn't feel like if you're nine you probably have a lot of observations that are going to be uh, your own or that interesting. But maybe I'm wrong. Prove me wrong. Uh, <laughs> TikTok. Um, all right, um, what do you what do you got left for us? I got one more clip for you here, Coach. I got one left, and uh, it's a hot one. Somebody uh, requested Literally this one from me. One. It is a hot He's one. This guy stingy. is a hot man. Uh, that uh, <laughs> we got a lot of hot comics on the show today. Yeah, uh, Langston, Langston and, uh, Langston and uh, Matt, uh, who I'm about to play, might be the two hottest comedians I know. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't say that based on my own, but women will tell me about it constantly. Uh, <laughs> They're like, you know Langston? <laughs> oh. 
Uh, Langston's on the show Insecure, by the way, too. He's one Langston's of the uh, Langston's on Insecure interests. now? He was on it. I think he might have even been in the first season of Insecure. He's he's blowing up. He's uh, he's also that, I can't I'm not going to spoil it because this might be not public information, but he's going to be in one of my favorite shows second season uh, that wow. I can't wait for. He's a star. He's going to yeah. be a superstar. He's a handsome man who's uh, very funny. Langston and reminds so, me. Langston reminds me. I like the cool kid in high school. Shit, just, really? He, yeah. Just, he's the cool kid of comedy. This shit I disagree. Just opens I think he's a him. fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Langston's you know, my friend. Uh, he's on the prom court. He's homecoming. He's one of those guys. <laughs> I definitely could see that. Uh, Absolutely, he's, man. He's a very good dude. I, I really love him. And I really love this next dude, too. Uh, somebody asked me to play him on Twitter so that they wouldn't have to see his handsome ass face while they listen to his comedy. They want to just be able to listen to it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, I was going to play him anyway. He's uh, he's a good buddy of mine. He's a regular at the Comedy Cellar and uh, just super funny. And uh, this is um, a clip from stand-up comedy, uh, uh, Comedy Central stand-up featuring, uh, which I believe this one was filmed in Texas. And uh, he's from Texas. So here is a clip of Matthew Broussard. Doing great. We just hit a, a pretty big milestone in our relationship. We just got an IUD, which has been very exciting. Thank you. Any IUDs in the crowd? Couple? Not as many over here? No? I'll come around with a metal detector. We're going to find the holdouts. We'll find them all. I didn't know what they were. I didn't know what they were or how they worked or anything. And I assume the women in the room are already familiar. But I'm a man, so I'm going to explain it with more confidence and less accuracy. So what it is... It's... This little, this little T-shaped rod wrapped in copper coils, and it goes up into the uterus. I don't know how exactly. I think it's like one of those ship-in-a-bottle type mysteries. Like, how how they get that in there? How does that fit in there? We'll never know. And it's been nice, because I'm 31. My girlfriend turns 29 on whatever her birthday is. And um, before, she was on the pill for many years. That's not a great option. You have to take it every day, and it alters your hormones. It makes your body think that it's already pregnant. So even if an egg gets fertilized, the uterus is just like, seats taken, right? And just, just keeps going. But IUD, way simpler, because it just goes up there, and then you can just leave it there for it to... <laughs> is, that, is that where it is? No? I know nothing. Cool. Awesome. Yay. I'm like, I'm like a Georgia governor. <laughs> I don't know where it is, and I don't want to know. That's... That's between you and God. Man. No. Goes up there, wherever there is. And then you can just leave it there for like 10 years before it turns into a diamond. And I was asking, I asked my girlfriend about it. I was like, so what kind of chemicals does it release? She goes, no, 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 there's no chemicals. Mine is just copper wire. And I was like, well, how, how did your gynecologist slash electrician explain this steampunk cervix, right? What is it? Is it magic? Is it a horcrux? How does that work? What's going on? Are there side effects? She goes, no, because it's non-hormonal, I experience fewer. Like all I had with mine was for the few days after they put it in, there was like a, like a rusty discharge and some mild discomfort, and that was it. And I was like, that's crazy. Rusty discharge <laughs> is my porn name. That's my <laughs> porn name. From that job my dad got me. Here to me is my favorite part about, uh, about copper IUDs. This is something a doctor told me. There's not a consensus in the medical community as to why they work. They just know that they do. 
which is exciting to me because it means I get to throw out my own theories. Like, I like to think it's up there like a little Olympic gymnast holding the Iron Cross, just like... That was Matthew Broussard talking about IUDs. I love that bit. Uh, If you like the show today, I've got some recommendations for you. Just like Netflix has their algorithm, this is the Tom Takargrithm. If you like Aparna Nonchalant, I think you should check out Mary Houlihan and Dina Hashim. If you like Langston Kerman, check out Clayton English, who won Last Comic Standing a few years ago, and Jasper Red, who used to tour with the Comedians of Comedy. Uh, Email us at suttpod at gmail.com if you have some recs you want. If you want to figure out a bit that you've been uh, thinking about that you can't remember the comedian, I'll try to help you. I've been doing that for people. And uh, rate and review the show and check out Comedy Central Stand-Up YouTube, where they've got hour-long specials playing that you can't get anywhere else. So check that out. We'll see you next week on the podcast. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 